You ever get a turtle on your dick? Oh. Is just something that happens to fat people? Uh, like, sometimes my dick will turtle, and it'll want to go inside of itself. Oh, okay. You ever get that? Uh, um, when I was, like, seven or something, but... I've been getting it recently. I thought maybe I should go to the doctor, right? I told my brother, God, I got my f***ing dick is turtling lately, dude. And he was like, oh, it's because you're so fat. My dick turtles all the time. I was like, oh, okay. I was not aware. Hello, you little bastards. You've made it just in time for the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. A la Brewski. If it's your first time tuning into the podcast, you'll soon realize that Nick is very decent and just about as sweet as cherry pie. He's one of few that has never done anything wrong. There's a big part of me that likes to help elderly people across the street. Only I take them about halfway. <laughs> okay, and then I just leave them there. I find I'm still doing more than the average person, so it is what it is. Steve is a guy that's exceptional. Exceptionally horny. You definitely wouldn't want to have him around your mom if she's hot. But you will want him at every party. He's about as loyal as one person can be, and he loves his female fans. Oh, I do. I got a fan under the desk. I got a big one over here off to the side blowing me off the camera. Like... Steve Harness! How do I even begin to tell you about Brewski? His mind is a vault of semi-useless information. Useless until you need it. It's at that very moment that his oddly overgrown brain will seduce you like Fabio and low-calorie butter it's time for another brewski this one is a crazy brewski someone get me some cheetos can we please move on dude you're right okay let's get the podcast going shall we ladies and gentlemen it's the vocal minority with nick and steve pull it together nick and steve we've pulled it together uh i feel like we're in just the right vibe just the right zone to get the vocal minority with nick and steve all a brewski going yeah, I'm already enjoying the show. Thank you for the uh, new <laughs> intro right there. That was oh, good. my gosh. Good. No dude. one can edit you out of context like Nick gentlemen. <laughs> as soon as I heard that when I was I was going over some things on the show, I heard that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. You got fans blowing <laughs> you under the desk. Who says it like that? Well, I literally have a fan blowing me under the desk. You have a fan <laughs> blowing <laughs> on you under the desk. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, a tomato, so. Yeah, that's right. Uh, check us out on the web. We have a web page. It's thevocalminority.net. Our socials are there, and we'd love to hear from you for crying out loud. Yes. I should point out, I have a woman performing oral sex under the desk, too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's true. But it's the same woman all the time. <laughs> it's not wonder, a double entendre if, if, if it's true, is it? <laughs> you know? I always wonder when I make these uh, whore statements about you, uh, that you just uh, love women and rape women and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, willingly, uh, you I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, I wasn't mansplained to me. What are you talking about? Willingly <laughs> raping somebody. Good I mean, they're willing, willingly letting you use that word. <laughs> Listen, Whoa. I always wonder, is Dottie going to be listening to the show and be like, uh, are we actually in a committed relationship? Yes, because I'm starting to wonder if she'll think that as well. <laughs> okay, well, it is. I, I just like to mess with your head. So. Yes. You yeah, go. I'm the most loyal person, but I have multiple women <laughs> under my desk right now blowing, <laughs> you know, blowing me. So. Oh, that's some funny stuff. Well, uh, by the way, I feel you've judged me out of context. You took one of the horniest six months of my life where I was in a relationship having regular sex all of a sudden cut off six months nothing and you're like geez you're a really horny guy like well that period of life I was I'm a sexual dude in general but I don't know that I'm like 
you know, uber horny or anything. It's been ramping down for sure. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just jealousy. Who knows? You're horny, Again, though. It's like finding Tom Hanks stuck on that island and being like, you're a pig, dude. All you want to do is eat. <laughs> like, yeah. And once you give him some food, uh, he'll probably calm down a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have gotten some food and you have calmed down. I've noticed it. Thank you. Yes, so you're not always a whore. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, we don't. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, I pretty much know our opinions uh, across the show, across the board on Elon Musk. Don't assume. Uh, that's true. Well, last week uh, I brought up Elon Musk and him wanting to uh, head on into the rebranding of Twitter, start calling it X, all right? Yeah. I'll tell you, this was a need-to-know thing uh, that you teased, and we never got to it, and I didn't know it. I'm the perfect example of why we need this show. Yes. Yeah, I just started know seeing this week this X stuff. I'm like, what the hell are we, is anyone even talking about? I had no idea he was... Trying to rebrand Twitter. So trying to rebrand Twitter as X. And let me start off by saying, I'll tell you why he's doing it. But let me tell you that people who work for him that he reveres and people that don't work for him that he probably reveres uh, are saying, like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. You're taking a brand of Twitter away that has the, you know, huge name recognition. And you're going to try and switch that up. Yes. He spent what was it? Four hundred billion or something. No, 40, yeah. 44 billion. And it, but it wasn't. Billion. But it was. It wasn't his money. I know, but he spent the money, right? I don't care where it came from. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. When it's somebody else's money, I think you don't really worry about things so much because he knows where he got the money from is like endless. You yeah. know, from the Saudis. You go to the strip club and your buddy's buying drinks and and throwing down dollars for the strippers and that sort of thing. You start ordering bottle service because it's like it's on his card. Let's go. Let's do it. You. Sure, but if he ruins the strip club, I'm going to have a problem with it. And that's my problem right now. Two things. One, when you buy Twitter, you're buying two things. You're buying the existing users, which are now fleeing in mass uh, because of the changes he's made. And most importantly, like you just mentioned, you're buying the brand. Twitter, universally known. Tweeting. It's become its own verb. Like, why would you go through all of that and then blow it all up? Why not just start a new social media company and call it X from the start? I mean, just literally last night, I ordered a pizza. On the box is the Twitter logo next to the Facebook logo. Like, do you know how universal that symbol is? How many companies have it all over marketing and branding information? I didn't even think about that. That's a disaster for anyone who's promoting you across the world, right? Yes. We have 65 episodes in the tank now mentioning Twitter. Every video has has the Twitter logo at the end. Like, I mean, it's what a waste. Why would you buy a brand and restart it? Re- Why not call it Twitter X if you're going to do something? You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know what it is, is that he tried to rebrand PayPal into into X. And the people he was partners in PayPal with were saying, no, nah, we're not going to do that. We, we've got this brand, like you said, Steve, and everybody knows this. Summer. I'll, I'll PayPal you the money so much so that they actually pushed him out of the company. That was a smart thing to do, dude. Yeah, exactly. exactly He's obsessed with X for some reason. One of his kids' names is X. I mean, what the hell? Oh, well, Twitter was acquired by X Corp, right? I mean, he he calls everything X. I mean, I don't know why. That seems kind of creepy to me, dude. I was reading about you can't trademark the letter X. There's too many things that already have it. 
I thought Facebook had a a trademark for something related to X, and it was going to mess up what Musk was doing, and it was possibly setting up a big court battle. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you know, flung that out for Elon to see, and it pissed him off. And I don't know if they're still going to have a battle over it. I, I don't know what the conclusion is on that. Well, and I'll tell you, I was on Twitter the other day, and my news feed, when I say my, I mean, it's you know, it's our account for the, the show here. But, I mean, I feel like I, I'm on Truth Social or something. I mean, it's just turned into a right-wing wasteland out there. That's who we're attracting because they hate what we have to say. I will say that on my particular feed, I don't see a large amount of right-wing content. It's right. the usual suspects. It's one of the reasons Elon Musk uh, recently uh, talked about rebranding Twitter to X. It's noted that more than just a name change, instead it represents his plans to create an everything app. Twitter acquired by X Corp, like we talked about, uh, they ensure freedom of speech as an accelerant for X. And that's one of the things they'll be marketing X around, the yeah. everything app. You can come here, but people are wondering, is it going to become very truth social? Is this another truth social type of uh, website? And it sounds like it possibly could be. There's some statistics behind what I'm saying, like the the, the rise in hate speech, the rise in the use of the N-word. Uh, one of the articles I have here, Elon Musk accused of intimidation for threatening an anti-hate speech group that called out Twitter with facts showing how much more propaganda and right-wing garbage is out there that's being allowed to stay on right-wing pages, but on the left-wing stuff, those are all being taken down. And So he's threatening to sue an anti-hate group. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's how you know you're on the wrong side of the debate. You know, the other thing, too, is he says he's a free speech absolutionist, except he's actually blocking messages related to uh, the war in Ukraine. He's actually blocking them from having Internet access right. uh, to, to, to uh, control their drones. Yes, yeah. he feels that free speech is stuff he agrees with. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. And you know what? To be fair, I think that's what a majority of America must think it means, too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, no. look at our latest video on Facebook. There's so many people upset with me, right. the strange man on the Internet, that they've never known, <laughs> didn't care about yesterday. But, boy, are they upset when they uh, don't agree with my opinion. You know Why? They yeah. want to ki- kill your body? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of threats to uh, come on down to my small town and say that to me, you, you know, oh, yeah. left-wing hippie and all that stuff. Like, I mean, But the meaning behind freedom of speech is that we could all say what we wanted to, right? Unless it's fire in a movie theater, right? But, I mean, I don't have to agree with it for you to say it, and vice versa. That's the beauty of our country. There's supposed to be a difference between free speech and offensive speech. You know, offensive speech is not actually protected. Hate speech, Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, here's just one little clip from this article. In uh, June, the CCDH researchers... That's the anti-hate group. Uh, They use Twitter's reporting mechanism to flag 100 tweets from Twitter Blue subscribers, like verified accounts, uh, that violated Twitter's policies, including racist, homophobic, neo-Nazi, anti-Semitic, or conspiracy theory content. Uh, After these were all reported, Twitter took down one of the 100 posts and left everything else active. And we've seen Musk going after... You know, press outlets, labeling them as state-run media, even though they aren't. Yeah, it's all his opinion, dude. This is, I mean, this is already true social, I guess, right? Yeah, we've been wondering on the show for a while now, when will this site implode? I would say rebranding it to X and allowing all this garbage. I mean, this is not going to improve things, and it gets us to the point where I'm wondering, like, do we even want to be part of this anymore? It's not Twitter. It's not Twitter. Now we're on X, some 
fringe social media website. Yeah. Elon Musk said the Twitter name made sense when it was just 140 character messages going back and forth, like birds tweeting. But now you can post almost anything, including several hours of video. In the months to come, we will add comprehensive communication and the ability to conduct your entire financial world. The Twitter name does not make sense in that context, so we must bid adieu to the bird. Why did you buy it then? Start your own goddamn social media site. The other thing, too, is that the whole financial part of it, this goes back to everything with PayPal when he was pushed out for trying to rebrand that as X. So now he's going to do the whole financial thing, but attach it to Twitter. If you've got this brain that everyone thinks you have, why are you working on stuff like this? Like, go build a rocket, go cure cancer, do something worthwhile, dude. Yes. Yeah, this is ridiculous. His own reputation. He's destroying Twitter. And Brewski, you know, you shared in our group text this week. He's basically trying to strong arm advertisers into forcing yes. them to spend some minimum amount every month. Which, again, not only completely un-American, but that's not how marketing works. You don't force people by threat and intimidation to spend money with you. I wish it worked that way. Maybe I should try that at the radio station here. Yeah, yeah go exactly. Get, get some mafia in your blood, dude. Uh, it, well, all of that has to be based on. Off this X thing. The article continues that uh, business analysts are considering this very risky to change this branding behind Twitter's Bluebird. Already, Twitter has been struggling to retain advertisers as Musk has made changes. But now, with the way they uh, advertisers see things going with, um, you know, his version of free speech, uh, they fear it's not even a safe place for brands to market at this point. It's going to die, dude. Are we believing that? Oh, I'm definitely believing that. One of the problems with social media advertising is always the fact that you open yourself up to criticism in your own advertising. People can comment and criticize and ridicule you. And right. I've always said to my local advertisers, could you fathom me running your commercial on the radio and then coming on after it and going, let's take five phone calls from people that hate you and just <laughs> criticize them like right <laughs> yeah. after their ad. Like, yeah. It's inconceivable, but that's what social media is. And Twitter's just making that even worse now, bringing out the trolls. And you're, again, a major corporation wants to buy the brand, the legacy Twitter and Facebook, the two most famous ones out there. And now you just blew up Twitter. Now it's some weird thing called X. Ego, ego, ego. It's why he wanted well, to go in and he wanted to run in. It. It's what Brewski's talking about, where he just can't stop shooting himself in the foot. Shut up already. Like, why has he become this ringleader, this circus sideshow that he's become? Who I used knows? to have respect for Elon Musk, and now I've heard him talk so much that he's freaking crazy. Oh, well, like we've said in past shows, I think that he's enjoying the attention. I don't think he ever got yes. much attention, you know? Yeah. Well, I hope Bruski's right that he has unlimited money coming his way because this reality has to catch up to him if the rules of business apply to him in any way. The Saudis offered Mbappe, who is a soccer star for Paris Saint-Germain, they offered him $1 billion, and I believe that was over like three or four years, to go play soccer for one of their teams in Saudi Arabia. Mm. If they have a billion dollars to throw at one soccer player... yeah. I think Musk is okay to suckle at that seat for a little bit longer. Do we know what the uh, financials look like on uh, Truth Social? Like, are they making money? No. I don't know the actual answer, but I can't imagine they are. Are you saying no, like you know that, that they're not making money? I can't say that I've seen their reports or anything like that. But as far as I've heard, 
You know? Yeah, I know uh, they were talking about it for a while that uh, maybe if I rewind my brain to like three or four months ago, they said that they were in financial difficulty. Yeah, I can't imagine they're attracting a bunch of advertisers over there. And I guess in defense of truth, like they're in that phase where like when Amazon started, like you dump money in something long enough and then it starts to become profitable. And it's worth all this money. But Twitter's right. going the other way around. It already was huge, already had a lot of advertisers. Now you've right. lost half of them and you're somehow trying to get them back by doing terrible business 101 no-nos we'll and i will say to elon if you are invited to a meeting at the turkish embassy by the saudis mm-hmm. don't go oh yeah it could oh, be a beheading gonna, ceremony yeah, to cap- right? <laughs> i mean yeah, i'm gonna say elon if they invite you yeah make up your own mind I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you can yeah, go really. you can stay whatever this You'll is need fine. to know news news you need to know No, not everyone is seeing Barbie on the program, but Nick and Steve went to see Barbie. My niece wanted to see it, and uh, I took her along. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. To a little Barbie party, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I uh, was going to this movie thinking, oh, this is going to be exactly what that song is. Like, they're just going to live a Barbie life. I was pleasantly surprised, dude. This is not that movie at all. Uh, mark my words, Barbie will be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars this year. <laughs> I think it's joking. true. I mean, I've already seen reviews from, like, people I respect that have said, like, this could be one of the top ten best films of all time. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. All uh, time? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's a little debatable, but it's, sure. it's a it's a phenomenal, brilliant movie that is not at all what anyone thought it was going to be when they first started marketing this thing. Um, it is not a movie about Barbie, per se. That is the platform that they use to make cutting social commentary on feminism, masculinity, the way men treat each other, the way women treat each other, the way women treat men. Corporation. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there's not a uh, place that it doesn't touch when it comes to what I guess I would consider is a lot of social justice in different ways, you know? Correct. Conservatives are pissed off about Barbie, so that should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> before I went, I saw a couple of days before Steve, he was like, uh, yeah, just tell me what this is when you get done watching why conservatives are all in an uproar about it i was like conservatives are in an uproar on barbie dude like they've hit an all-time low yes but when i saw it i guess i realized that the snowflakes out there are going to be very bothered by uh feminism and review of misogyny i mean it's yeah they're going to be bothered it's also a clever movie a funny movie i mean there's some good humor in there but yeah this is not a kid movie at all Dottie and i went to see it this weekend and her daughters were like why are we not going to see Barbie with you? <laughs> like, they literally have Barbies. And- it's PG-13, okay? So that's what you need to know. And the PG-13 of today is uh, far worse than the PG-13 of our day. Yeah. Uh, I-, I think you nailed it. Nick said to me that it's not inappropriate if a child sees it, but they won't get it. This is adult content. The commentary is just, it's really cutting. It's really brilliant. Uh, even a progressive guy like me started to kind of reflect a little on, you know, choices I've made or things I do. And, right. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah, it does. I think I've heard that from a lot of people uh, that it 
made them reflect on things, made them regret certain ways they had been acting. And if a movie can right. do that, I mean, an unassuming movie can do that to you in a theater. It's pretty great. My one niece who is 10, completely into politics, complete. We walked out and she was like, I got every word of it. I'm so inspired and blah, blah, blah. My 11 year old niece went to see it and she was like, it was like they were speaking a different language. There's some really clever humor in this movie. Uh, I want a T-shirt that just says "Hi Barbie, Hi Barbie, Hi Barbie." Hi Barbie. <laughs> right, Hi Barbie. Yeah, like, and uh, yeah, and some brilliant commentary. You know, the scene about you know guys to play guitar—that was the one thing where I was like, "Oh shoot, am I?" <laughs> Is this- yeah, because I'll tell you, the men that are upset about this movie—it's because you saw yourself in one of these Kens that are douchebags in the movie for in part of the movie, anyways. And and I will say, there's—I've said on this show before, I have this whole theory that. You know, women's fashion is run by women, and they seem to put it on each other of how you're supposed to look and dress, and that men actually don't really care about this fashion or big boob or whatever it is, but women put this self-imposed thing on themselves, and that's a, a key theme of this movie is that all these independent Barbies at one point decide to listen to the men and just become complacent and lose their identities, and, you know, that's a real thing going on in this world for sure. Yeah. By the way, there was a part where Barbie finally acknowledges to Ken, like, I don't appreciate you enough, you know? And when Ken gets acknowledged from Barbie of like, oh, thank you, because I didn't feel appreciated, and that's part of why I'm such a, you know, I've become such a toxic, masculine guy. Yeah. This is not a pure male bashing movie. It's, like I said, it's about women not treating themselves correctly, not treating men correctly. It's certainly about men not treating women correctly as well, but... You know, there's a little bit of blame to go all around, and they point all of this out in in ways you would not see coming. And that, yeah, you think you're going to some frivolous Barbie movie, and it's one of the more cutting edge social commentary movies I've probably ever seen. It's really interesting, and it, it is funny and enjoyable. And there's some good, funny musical stuff in there. I mean, poor Matchbox Twenty gets pulled into this debate. <laughs> but Rob Thomas said he liked it, right? I mean, yeah, you had that article. Yeah, they used the song "Push." I want to push you around. Yeah, he said something to the effect of like, "I found it funny what they did with the song. I can appreciate what they're doing." Like he didn't write that song about men bullying women, but that's right. you know, it's how they use it and it's clever. And yeah, yeah. So I just I never thought in a million years I'd. I can't wait to see the Barbie movie, and now I'm saying it should win Best Picture of the Year. It's something, Brewski. So in the next, yeah, I don't know, week or two or whatever, you got to go see that so you can give us your feedback on one of the next episodes because I think it'll hit you the same way, being a socially progressive guy and all that. So And liking Barbie. You're a big Barbie fan, like yeah, an actual Barbie, Barbie fan. fan? What does that mean? You know, I worked for many years for um, FAO Swars. Dream job. Yeah. So with all that space that they, they had devoted to Barbie, they needed an area in the stockroom where I worked uh, to house all of the the dolls and accessories and that sort of thing. And then they also needed somebody in the stockroom be in charge of all that. You were the Barbie kingpin? I was. I even had a locked case. That only myself and this, the manager had a key to. Now, like Steve said, dude, you were the Barbie kingpin. And if you go see the movie Barbie, which you definitely should, uh, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. There's a kingpin. It's not a secret. Just a good movie all the way around.
I think this thing is going to make a ton of money, and I do think it's going to win a lot of awards if Hollywood could take their head out of their asses. And, you know, because they always frown on frivolous kind of movies, but it's really mm-hmm. not that. So not. hopefully they'll get it, dude. And kudos and for their original marketing, making it look like some Barbie movie. And, you know, but yeah, it's clever. It's not what it is. Getting little kids to go see that couldn't be more important. So way to go. And from the show that cares about our community, we pause for this brief public service announcement. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. It isn't worth it. Look. Everybody wants to be cool, but doing it with crack isn't just wrong. It could be dead wrong. (laughs) We lost another one today, boys. Pee Wee Herman did that crack PSA. You don't remember it? No. When crack really became like an epidemic here in the the United States. We hired Pee Wee Herman to do a PSA? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was an original (laughs) audio from the PSA. (laughs) Because because that, yeah, that and then was, he laughs at the end. <laughs> no, dude, that was my doing. But but that was Paul Rubin doing a a PSA as, yeah. as, as wow. Pee Wee wow. as Pee Wee. I mean, That's they hilarious. played it in connection with the Pee Wee Herman show. Uh, how did Paul Rubin die? Do we know? I don't think we cancer. Oh, oh really? really? Okay. I'm not gonna swear, but I'm gonna just say it. F cancer. Okay, right yeah. there. Just yeah. F cancer. For sure. You couldn't take Trump. I mean, seriously. It's really making me realize. Yeah. I, and I don't care how bad that sounds. Hey, listen, hey. apparently they come in three, so let's see what the next two are. Maybe. Yeah. So I got to well, check out. We lost Sinead O'Connor uh, first, you oh, know, so now that was a big one, and now Pee Wee. So, yeah, let's see what happens. We have at least one ready to go. Right. Listen, Pee Wee's uh, was iconic. It was a huge part of all of our childhood. I don't want to hear about this masturbating in public garbage. It was at an adult porn theater. Yeah, what else are you supposed to do? Wasn't jerking off at Snow White or something? Like, I'm, no. I'm not saying it's like cool, but you know, please. He was oh, inflating himself at a skanky porn theater. Yeah, right. I've jerked off in porn theaters. I mean, I'll freely you have. Yeah, out in the open like that in a big theater. Yeah. Really? I mean, I know it happens, but you've done that, huh? Yes, I have. Was it wasn't uh, Paul Rubin. No one would have called the cops because, of course, that kind of skanky shenanigans is going sure. on there. Who goes to see yeah. porn in public film theaters and doesn't expect some craziness around them? There used to be some, some actually good porn theaters in Boston. There was actually a couple in Seattle for a while, too. Was it exciting for you to go into that theater and beat it in the seat? Like, with people but, around? No, you're in a dark theater. Nobody can see anything, you know? Right. Okay. Um, I don't know how he got busted. Like, what it's person in there decided to call the cops on him? One narc. You know that. There was this one narc. No, it didn't help that he was laughing at the movie. <laughs> like, people knew right away, that's Pee Wee Ehrman. He's got his pants down. People forget, though. Remember, he was in some of the early Cheech and Chong movies, too. He wasn't just Pee Wee Herman. That's true. What movie did he play a vampire in? Interview with Vampire. No. Uh, ah! Twilight. No. I, so. uh, I know he did. Blake. The Lost Boys. No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Brewski, Google it. Find out where Paul Rubin, <laughs> vampire. 
So, you know, computing, computing, computing. Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah! Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, that's right. Know that. Nick's a Buffy fan. So yeah. I knew that too. I don't know. I was too busy making my joke, but uh, yeah, that's correct. He did. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And and the movie, not the TV show. Yeah. And by the way, I was just talking about Dottie. That that is a Pee Wee Herman reference right there. That's where we came up with her name. So yeah. Yeah, I'm Bruce sitting. Came up with the name, by the way. So. Well, yeah, because I've, I've got a thing for Elizabeth Daly. That's why, and I happen to be watching a video from PB's Big Adventure, and also her from the movie Valley Girl. And that's that's where the Dottie thing came from. It was the uh, clip of the Pee Wee's Playhouse you were watching with her. Was it in the bike shop? Yes, it was. Yes. All right, she looks hot in that. Yes. She's getting hot in here, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the, all the yeah, I, kids and everything. I yeah. gotta get out of here. Yeah, I gotta you get look out of so here. Awkward and that sort of thing. Yeah, they bolted. And we say bye bye. Need to know news. I said, oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. R.I.P. We Herman. <laughs> we gotta Harness? talk about the biggest news there yeah. is. Yeah, already. <laughs> I can't believe we waited this long. We'll have Steve go on this one because Steve wants to uh, engage in his Fox Mulder. Right. So I, I, you know, I didn't see this coming, but uh, it turns out aliens are real, and I've been right all along. So <laughs> let me break this down because I know there's some differing opinions going around, not only here on the show but on in the interwebs in general. It seems like. You know, there's a whole bunch of people going, we just confirmed UFOs and aliens, yet nobody seems to be paying attention. Right. This little round did get more attention than any of these other previous articles that I've been reading that have been declassified and all this stuff started to come out. I mean, actual news organizations ran this. And let me just run through an NBC News article, and then we can all give our uh, thoughts and opinions. Please do. And by the way, top of this page is a big blue Twitter logo. That's going to go away, apparently, one of these days. Yeah, it should be an X. Right. All right, so uh, the headline here, uh, here are the five most memorable moments from Congress's UFO hearing. Uh, three former military officials told Congress Wednesday that they believe the government knows much more about UFOs than they are telling the public. A House Oversight Subcommittee held a hearing on UFOs, officially known as UAPs, uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, uh, and heard mystifying testimony about unexplained objects uh, that have been cited and government being in possession of, quote, non-human biological matter. Ooh. It's crazy. Lawmakers on the committee, baffled by some of the testimony, repeatedly noted that UAP sightings are an issue of bipartisan concern and raise national security questions. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Separately, some accused the federal government of uh, endeavoring to endeavoring to conceal key UFO-related information from the public, though they did not provide evidence to support those allegations. Uh, the sheer number of reports, whistleblowers, and stories of unidentified anomalous phenomena should raise some real questions and warrant investigation and oversight. Uh, let's see here. So these are three people that are former government and or military personnel. I think each of them have 20 years under their belt. Now, this one guy, David Grush, a former U.S. intelligence official, he seems to have been the guy working with people. You know, in fairness, he does not testify to saying he personally saw any of this, just that he's interviewed. uh, He's conducted uh, over 40 witness uh, interviews over a four-year period. So he Uh, heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another. They were messing around. Yeah. (laughs) No. 
I'm curious why we've talked about this before in the show, and Brewski has always said, like, until some credible person tells me this in a credible setting, I'm not going to believe it. Right. So you're you're anti David Gersh. No. But what about yes. the other guys that are all former military? I mean, the guy that testified about the most what was it called the the most credible UFO sighting in history. Yes, they have radar confirmation of it from multiple sources. They have mm-hmm. human eyeballs confirmed, yep. it, and there's multiple people that were involved in this one sighting. So it's not one person making this claim just on something they saw. I saw it, Bigfoot. Right. It's well, it's tracked with radar. It's seen by human intelligence. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not saying I don't believe in UFOs or aliens or anything like that. Um, it's just that some of these people that they brought before the committee. Why do you think like this David Gersh is a crackpot? Why, where are you getting that from? Oh, my God. Well, well, first of all, he doesn't really have any substantiation. He, he can't point to and say... You know, I have this, this, and this. Yes, he you can. Know what I mean? Well, but he's a whistleblower saying, I've interviewed all of these people. They're in the yeah, government. I'm a whistleblower, too. I mean, anybody can call himself a whistleblower. Well, how do we distinguish someone calling themselves a whistleblower and actually being a whistleblower with facts of... And you by know, the way, he was honest about, listen, I've interviewed all these people. This is what they have told me. You should all go investigate it. That's why I'm telling you all of this. If he was a true crackpot, he would have said he saw it all himself. Even or, calling for things to be released so we can delve deeper into this and right. opening it up to other people in Congress to go read for themselves, you know. Yeah. Are you saying he's a crackpot just based on him saying that there's non-biological or non-human entities we have found? Or, well, or like, I mean, where are you getting give this it, from? Give us, give us, give us some actual information. More than like th- this exists. Well, where does it exist? Yeah, but he's telling you, and he's saying no. to the the people, the congressman, he's saying behind closed doors, I can give you more specifics on where to go look. No, give it to me right out in public. It's not classified. Well, it's super classified is the problem. No, no, no. Okay, th- if it's classified, why was he even allowed to even be on TV in the first place? Because he's a whistleblower. He's a whistleblower, dude. No, I, no, I, no I, I get that, but but they could st- you can still have a whistleblower testify to Congress in, in a secure non-televised hearing. Well, he didn't give up any information that is classified. I mean, he gave up uh, everything that he could and told us that there's other stuff that Congress can see behind closed doors and that hopefully the goal is for the public to become aware of it. He was asked questions like, uh, you know, with everything you know about aerospace and and how airplanes work and how they're constructed, uh, could what has been seen be that an airplane some sort of uh drone something like that he was like not with the reality that i know here on earth there's no possible way there's no possible way we were flying at a rapid speed i can't remember what he said six seven hundred miles an hour and he said this tic tac this propane tank basically was just here there everywhere caught up to him fell behind he's talking about david fravor a former navy commander this is a career military official why is he a crackpot why is he not no i'm talking about i'm talking about the grush guy i'm I'm talking about this guy now there's three of them that testified you're saying i didn't call the reasons i don't understand the the grush guy i did we can't talk over each other it's impossible to hear I'm saying there's three guys. One of them you're saying is crackpot. So let's just take him off the list. Let's talk about David Ferber here, the U.S. Navy commander who's got this on radar from multiple sources, multiple human sightings. Like, why is he not to be believed? I didn't say he wasn't. I'm talking about this first guy. Okay. I, that's why I said if you give me, if you give me people who were actually credible and not this this Grush guy, then then I'll listen some more. 
Okay. But this so, this guy here, this guy here is. I just, okay. I can't. I hear you know, your complaint about Grish because he didn't see it himself. Let's take yeah, him. Yeah, I, I did. But I didn't, exactly. I didn't say that the other guys weren't credible. Okay. So David, where, where, where did I say that? Dude, no, he just said okay. I'm saying, so yeah. I'm giving you the point that Grush didn't see it himself. So let's take him off the table. Yeah, exactly. David, David Fravor, a former Navy commander, okay, testified about the most credible UFO sighting in history. That it was documented, radar documented by humans, documented by. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying that. Well, so we're talk not saying to me that then. you are. We're just telling you this is the other side part of the story. Right. Well, the exactly, story's exa- moving on. Exactly. My 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 only cons- my only problem with any of this was the cruise guy everything i told right. you i believe hey. in all the others i believe in all the other stuff <laughs> okay right Stop. okay so you're saying you understand that there are unidentified aerial phenomenon happening yes. that is not of human technology yes, so Steve, I what's do the other answer then what do you mean what's the other answer do you believe that it's an alien craft is what i'm asking you yes i do so you believe in aliens yes but i don't believe the Grush guy perfect F- Grush, then. So fine. So you're acknowledging, though, that this incredible Navy been... commander has verified that there are, in fact, UFOs. I never said. I never said that there wasn't. I, my my only my only problem with any of this was the Grush guy. I told you guys at the beginning. Yes, I we've believe... established that. I'm I trying get... to talk about the fact that we have confirmed alien existence. Yeah. So yeah. You, you're on the same page. You agree? I've been saying that from the from the beginning that I believe that. I didn't hear that. <laughs> so, no. Like, I said that from the beginning. I said. Okay. So, I, then I forget Bruce. That, yeah. So, we're all three of us on the same page. Like, they have verified that we have extraterrestrial life. Yeah. This is the biggest news story in history of humanity. Until they show me that they actually have a body or, like, poop or vomit or something from an alien. Now, that I'll, I'll be a little skeptical on, but show me the damn evidence. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're yeah. getting toward. But this is the most credible uh, sighting, and, and this is the most credible information that we have received up to this point in humanity. Why is this not the biggest news story in the history of humanity? Why is everybody not marveled and baffled by this? Right. I know there's a knee-jerk reaction to not believe people that say aliens are real, but... This is the most credible testimony we have ever heard on the topic. I don't know why it's not running 24-7 in the newsbreaker. And like, there are other things to worry about in this world. That's why. Yeah. Uh, bigger than this? Our planet us. is on fire, Nick. Our planet under- is on fire. I understand, but this could kill us in an instant tomorrow. We have no idea the capabilities of this. That doesn't freak you out or, or anybody else. at all with their technology. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. I'm not well, saying none of the, the other news matters. I'm saying this should be a front page major. I mean, we have apparently proven the existence of life outside this planet. How does that not top the news cycle? Why are we always so quick to assume that extraterrestrials have this tremendous technology that, that that they would offer to us to save our planet. Well, I don't know if they're offering it to I us, think but one of the things that was testified to is we've now spent 90 years trying to reverse uh, reverse uh, engineer this technology. No, but, but but my thing is is that, and maybe it's a hopeful thing. Maybe that's what it is. Is that people are hopeful that if sure. there were if there were extraterrestrials that that had this sort of technology that would be change our world, that they would offer it to us. And that sort of thing. But how do we know that? Uh, or we are we don't. just going, we we're going by hope that, you know what I mean? Because they could very well just be like, just waiting for the right time and just say, you know what? We're taking over and 
Or bye bye Earth, dude. Down. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that they're, I don't know that this is nefarious. I don't know if they're good, if they're going to help us, or they're just going to destroy us at some point. If I, I don't even know. Us. This has been apparently known since the 1930s, and this sighting that we're talking about with the Navy commander happened 20 years ago. So I think they would have come for us by now. If that but we don't know if we're even a simulation, dude possibility we living in the matrix is that where you're going with this now i'm just saying like you know what if they've been looking at us since the 30s that's the first time we found out about it like uh how do we know we're not just uh living in a little bubble for them to watch oh we are i mean that's always been my theory that they're the ones that planted us here they're the ones that started this little experiment so they could sit back and watch over the millennia Either way, this is scary. There well, is a element of this that is frightening. Uh, when Steve told his kid about it, uh, they were actually like, right. should I be scared? I didn't even think of it that way. I didn't think I was scaring them. I mean, I mean they would have attacked us by now, I would think. You can't, but. You can't worry about something that, that hasn't happened. Right. You just can't. But yeah, this is, listen, all the other news is still valid and all that. I just don't know why this hasn't blown every mind on planet Earth, why there's so much immediate skepticism. I think you've had how many decades of Buford in his backyard in Alabama saying he saw uh, a a UFO and that that sort of thing. Sure. And and that pollutes the the, the water, so to speak. Totally. This is the X-Files theory. That's what the show ended on, that all of these stories were made up to throw you off the real stories. The the crackpot people out there are the ones that that have really, like, peed in the the pool. You, You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like mind-blowing news, and there's a whole bunch of people that seem to have gotten the memo, and a whole bunch more that just don't even want to hear it, don't seem to care, and I just seems unbelievable to me. Someone commented on our uh, our TikTok video about this of, you know, maybe this is just a distraction from everything else going on in the world. And I commented back, maybe everything else in the world is a distraction from this. Yeah, it could be. This we don't is, know, dude. This is major mind-blowing. Literally, humanity changing, throws the Bible out the window. I mean, it blows a hole in everything if there's truly life somewhere else. Or, by the way, some other government has come up with technology that we should all be scared crapless over. Yeah. That that would be the national security concern I would have. Not that aliens are going to invade us, but if it's not aliens, then some other human has come up with technology that is way beyond our means, and that should be investigated. Like, we should be investigating this, whether it's humans or aliens, and get to the answer. I have a harder time believing that this is another country than it is aliens. Do you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every physicist has said that if they've invented this, I don't know how they did it. It defies every knowledge we have. And why hasn't anyone weaponized it or commercialized it or anything else? If they, I mean, this is Nobel Prize winning technology. They also wouldn't be able to help themselves either. Exactly. I mean, who would be able to keep this under wraps all this long? I right. did, you know, Nick sent me a video that one of the theories is maybe they have reverse te- engineered all this stuff. And so they need to kind of lay the groundwork as to why all of this technology is going to be coming out. Uh, right. I don't know, it's a theory. Maybe it's right. I don't well, If they have done that, I want to start being able to get from my house in Boston to California in five minutes. Exactly. It would just all do the show live, dude. Right. You know, together. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is life changing technology. And the implications, yeah, could be humans invented it. That'd be mind blowing. Or it could be that aliens. That's the only other option. If you guys could be here in five minutes, dude, we could do the Tiny Desk podcast just in my little sauna here. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, I'm all for taking advantage of what's to come if it's not nefarious. Only if you put an air conditioner in there. 
Right. <laughs> I'll spend the money for my, my new Tic Tac rocket ship. <laughs> right. Because, because with, with, with all this hotness right here, yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to handle that. Right. You might be burning one down. And by the way, I saw a, a funny clip, funny quote unquote, of old presidents, specifically Clinton, uh, W. Bush, and Obama, being asked about aliens. And their answers at the time were viewed as humorous, tongue in cheek, where Obama's like, I know stuff and I can't comment on it. They, they teach us to tell you that it's, you know, that it's not real. And everyone, ha ha ha, you're being funny. But now right. those answers seem a little different in context. I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm going to wait and see what happens. And I here's the deal: if they if they come down to kill us, well, it'll be over. I, there's nothing I could do except die. Right? It's not going to be like a Battlestar Galactica where you know we fight right. the aliens. So you're not going to well, Will Smith it and save us all? Nope. Listen, Neil deGrasse Tyson made one of the more intelligent you know statements years back about you know are aliens coming to kill us all. And his thing was, if you're an advanced enough species to come up with intergalactic travel, you're probably evolved beyond war. And if they were going to come here and rape our resources, they would have done it a long time ago. So I don't think this is something to be feared. I, I, I think they may not even want anything to do with us, by the way. Think about aliens showing up and seeing how we treat each other, how we treat this planet. They may come down here and go, we want nothing to do with these morons on planet Earth. So I don't think it's something to be feared, but it's it's... Technology changing, life changing, one of the most historical events in humanity, if this all pans out to be true. And again, based on this highly credible testimony from career military and government officials, like these people have no reason to want to be whistleblowers all of a sudden. And their point is investigate it. We're telling you where to go look. So right. the public's got to get behind this if we think our elected officials are going to go do all that. And so, yeah, I'd like to stop with the, the naysaying and uh, whatnot, because put the pressure on. Give me some answers. If this turns out to be baloney, I'd like to know that, too. Yeah. Wouldn't that burst your bubble just a little bit if it were? No, because now you're basically. Oh, come on. Like, no, no, no. no. You, this you is what conservatives hard. do where they only want the, the, the news to fill their baloney. I'm not some brainwashed moron that just wants my beliefs reiterated. You always love the Steve is right thing, though. Well, when I'm right, I, I like to be right. You know, that's why I put myself out there. But, but I'm just no, saying, don't, you know, don't accuse me of being some moron. No, 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 no I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm joking and saying, wouldn't that kind of burst your bubble? That's all. No, I want to know okay. the truth. The truth is hey. out there, Mulder. Like, tell me, if if these people all made this up for some conspiracy reason, I want to know it. Either there is radar proof or there isn't. Like, either other people witnessed it or there wasn't. So let's investigate it. Because, yeah, I want to know the truth. Yeah, if it's not that big of a deal, just open the files. Let us see them, dude. Make them easily accessible for the masses. Mind-blowing stuff. And that's all the time we have today. <laughs> Aliens are real. Uh, Barbie is going to win the Oscar. And Elon Musk is a moron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the highlights we've covered today. Wraps it up. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski. See our webpage at thevocalminority.net. And say goodbye, Brewski. Goodbye, Brewski. Test one, two. Test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds. Steve Harness. And cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. <laughs>